0: The following episode of the Quality Potty is brought to you by our good friends at Stradle. Head to stradle.com now to check out an immense entertainment library filled with racing podcasts and documentaries. You can also check out their stridel marketplace where you can sort through some of the best available horses going around the market today. Head to stradle.com now and get shopping. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Meezy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Cron takes the... Queensland victory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents The Quaddy Potty for another season. I am Mitchell Cashmore and today I am not joined by Nick Kylan, but in fact I am joined by the one and only Miss Mock. How are you, Claire? <laughs>
1: I'm all right. A bit bit nervous, but pretty excited overall.
0: (laughs) bit nervous for your first time. You've been begging for about (laughs) a year and a half now to come on the podcast and you've finally gotten your opportunity. How does it feel?
1: Pretty surreal. Honestly, never thought it would happen.
0: And uh, you've been saying that the fans, (laughs) once they get a taste of you, they're they're going to want more. They're going to want you (laughs) everywhere. You want your own segment because you demanded a mock segment on the website and now you've weaseled your way in to the podcast, thanks to Nick's. Grease trip that he's currently on. He'll be back in a couple of weeks, punters. Don't you worry. But uh, Claire's taking the spot for now. Do you think you're going to be able to fill the big shoes of Nico? I
1: guess we'll see how the horses go, honestly.
0: See how the horses go. Yeah. Have you got your tips ready? You've done I'm, your research? I'm
1: fully prepared. I'm very, I'm ready.
0: All right. Okay, <laughs> good. That's what we like to hear, punters. Now, just so in case you've never come across a Miss Mock segment on our social media or our website before, we're going to do a little bit of a... Meet Miss Mock segment here. We're going to ask (laughs) her a few questions about herself so we know what sort of punter she is, you know, history with horse racing. You know, we need to know if we can trust her with our (laughs) hard-earned money on the weekend. So let's just go through the questions here, Claire. I've prepared a few. Nick and I have answered these many times on the podcast before, and now it's your turn. So we're just going to go straight off the bat. What would be your favorite horse at the moment, currently running around?
1: At the moment? i have to say Nerve Not Verve. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for her. Uh, I love watching her over long distances and you know me. I love a good horse, like with a really good name.
0: It's a good name, Nerve yeah. Not Verve. It is a good name. love the Champagne Named Verve. after your favourite Champagne. Yes,
1: very yeah, nice. Yeah, okay, okay,
0: good. What's your favourite horse ever?
1: Uh, I may sound like I'm copying you here, but I promise I started the hype between us. I don't
0: think you started the hype.
1: <laughs> it's very elegant, of course, we're talking about um, As
0: you can see, punters, we're, you know, we're made for each other. Two <laughs> to very be. big, uh, very elegant uh, fans here. Probably the two biggest in the world. She's even got her own hat. Show the punters the hat. Oh, yes, if course. you're watching on our socials or if we get this up on the YouTube, you'll see very elegant hat. She's even got the merch. But, uh, yeah, big, very elegant fans here. Um, but I don't know if you started the hype. I
1: think
0: I did. When? <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> biggest win on the punt?
1: I can't really narrow that down. I know it sounds a bit.
0: because oh, you've just got so many I'm big wins. i a bit
1: full myself, but I, I hit a lot of Quinellas.
0: A lot of Quinellas. She yeah. loves a Quinella. Bit of an yeah. exotic?
1: Yeah, because, like, I usually like the value. If I couple it with, like, a favourite, I'll usually. You hit. love
0: an exactor as well. Yeah,
1: exactors usually pay more as well, so.
0: Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, what's your favourite racing memory?
1: Uh, in 2021, I went to Ramwick to watch the Melbourne Cup with my mum. And we were standing there watching on the big screen and it was about 30 seconds before jump time. And I realized I hadn't backed very elegant. Shocking. Yeah. Um, but then I did because obviously the cup always jumps like quite late. So I got on in time and was the best the moment ever. The rest is history. Yeah, honestly.
0: Uh, one of my <laughs> favorite racing memories as well. I wasn't at the track, but I was um, in a pub. I was in the Carlingford <laughs> Bowling Club tab and... Um, I was the same, about five minutes to go, I went, oh my goodness, I've gone all in on Spanish Mission here, my tip, and I've yet to put my, you know, $20 uh, loyalty bet on Very Elegant, and slapped it on just in time, and she chased away, I was a little sad that Spanish (laughs) Mission had come third, it was my first time ever tipping the cup, and I really wanted to get a win, but I was stoked that my girl got up, because, you know, everyone said, you know, can't get it done on dry. Can't get it done at the distance. And what did she do? She came out and won with her leg in the air.
1: I'm pretty sure I was on Spanish mission as well.
0: Yeah, well, I tipped it. Yeah, you, I think, you I, I, think good I, follow, I think I followed you. Following tip on that me. One. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So we've heard about the favorite horses. Who's your favorite jockey?
1: Uh, props Timmy Clark. And why is that? I'm not sure. I think when I first started getting into racing, most of the horses I tipped for some reason, Timmy Clark would just always be on them.
0: You like Mickey D as well, Dan? I in do Melbourne. like Mickey
1: D. Yeah. He's my Melbourne jockey.
0: Okay. So, Timmy Clark <laughs> in Sydney, Mickey D in Melbourne. Yeah. And your favourite form factor. This is the one the punters want to know. Yeah, okay. Right. When you're going through the form, like you did today, what's the <laughs> thing that you look for? Nick looks for the weight. I look for the previous runs. What do you look for in the form?
1: It doesn't really take much to convince me that a horse is going to win. Like, I really like, usually I take a look at their recent starts and how they handle, like, the track ratings. Like, if it's wet, if it likes the wet or how it goes over the distance. I I've really appreciated the sports bet fast form. that gives me all like that kind of stuff. Gee, on one of the
0: very few people that likes it, but I might have to chuck her in the bin. We're dabble people here. Dabble people. Sorry. Yeah. Can't be mentioning <laughs> the competition there. Um, but so your previous starts, you like to see how they handle the Yeah. Track. Basically. Okay, well,
1: oh, and the jockey as well. I can't fair enough, that.
0: but that might come into it later. I'll go through the track report. That's a big issue coming this Saturday. But uh, so we've met Miss Mock now, punters. Time to just get in just the general spring chat before we get into the rundown. It's going to be a massive spring. They've added even more feature races because, of course, they have. Peter Valenti is just addicted to making Racing Victoria look silly. Um. I'll actually ask you, Claire, because I want to get your thoughts. I'll give my thoughts in a minute. But Racing Victoria, they recently came out and they said, yeah, we're going to big bash racing. We're going to have them Friday night series, Mooney Valley. We're going to put cameras on the jockeys. They're going to be able to have earpieces where they talk to the trainers mid-race. It's going to be like LIV golf where all the jockeys are on a random team come the night. Team captains, you don't know what horse you're going to be on till about 10 minutes before. Very, very strange. Very innovative, as Melbourne like to call it, but just very strange. Also, no whips. They wouldn't be using the whips. So, thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I think it's good that they're trying to expand the sport by, like, modernising it. I think it's cool that the trainers can talk to the jockeys. I feel yeah, like that well, would be very beneficial.
0: I don't know. I just... The, the the word on the street is that since everyone told them that it's a terrible idea, they're ditching it. Oh. But some of the powers that be are very keen on the idea. So who knows how it's going to go? I personally don't like it. I think it's a, it's good to modernize it in some areas. I think jockey cam definitely <laughs> like they do that sometimes. Yeah, strap the GoPro on. I think every jockey should have a jockey cam. You should be able to stream in, maybe watch live, but earpieces to the jockeys. I think that, you know, we have enough falls already. I don't think we should add another distraction in, because, mm. you know, bad things happen when jockeys get distracted. So, <laughs> I'm pretty off that. But you know, I'm very keen for some of the big races. Uh, the King Charles Stakes now on Everest Day, an extra five million. I think the prize money on Everest Day is nearing 40 million plus. The Everest is now worth 20 million plus. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
1: It's- Great.
0: It's great. Great <laughs> yeah, for racing. You yeah, reckon?
1: honestly, you more money in.
0: Yeah. So Good. do you think Giga Kick now, if it can win both the Everest and the Golden Eagle, it's taken home like 35 mil just from like two races. Good on it. It's incredible. It's a it dangerous
1: could, sport though. So. Yeah,
0: Giga Kick, honestly, by the end of the spring could be the richest horse to ever race if it wins every start, <laughs> I think, or it'll be very close. It, I think it might out get Winx, which is just incredible.
1: Imagine Winks running around now.
0: Winks running around now, <laughs> I think millions, like billions, <laughs> billions. Like billions. Yeah. I think if Winx was running around now with the prize money that they have in racing at the moment, I think 50 million plus. 50 million plus.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, well. So I just, what are you looking forward to the most this spring?
1: Uh, my absolute domination of the great spring. T-
0: oh, <laughs> she's made her call. She has made her call. We're going to talk about the spring tip-off later, but um, the fun thing was with the autumn tip-off, if we had one, you would have beaten Nick and I. You were very dominant with the group ones this Group one
1: goddess, as I was knowing. Yeah.
0: I took the the (laughs) tip-off between me and Nick. Nick wasn't too happy about that. He says he's very keen to get back and uh, beat me in the spring because he reckons that spring counts for more. But if you were lining up against Nick and I, you would have won. Yeah. Do you think you can repeat that in the spring?
1: The pre was pretty good, I must say. <laughs> good preseason.
0: She's going to get into the carnival. Okay. Um, one horse you think is going to have a really good spring. Like, if you think any horse out there right now is on the brink of just, like, breaking through the glass ceiling and going on a massive tear, who do you think that would be?
1: I like the look of Luna Flair.
0: Luna Flair? Yeah,
1: because she was scratched last year for the Melbourne Cup, yep. remember? yeah yep. Um... Yeah, I just reckon, I don't know. I've got a good feeling about her.
0: You think, you know, she's should back a for little, redemption? A
1: little bit of sneakiness in her. A
0: bit of sneakiness in her? Yeah. Okay, good, good. I'm with Fangirl. I'm very confident yeah. in the way I'm Fangirl <laughs> uh, is going to go about it this spring. You'll hear more about my confidence in Fangirl come the uh, the great tip-off uh, with the Wink Stakes preview later. But uh, I think no Animo to chase. Boy, she should be a five-time plus Group 1 winner now if Animo wasn't around. And the fact that he's headed off to stud, I think Fangirl is going to go absolutely bunter so I I look forward to talking more about her what about a bad spring one horse that you think you know everyone usually gets on but you personally don't have a lot of confidence in this spring
1: straight up just nature strip nature strip yeah
0: you think he's had his day in the sun yeah
1: he's yeah since he's been to since he's gone overseas I don't see much happening for him
0: look I have to agree with you I'll probably (laughs) be on him first up because I think first up is gonna be his telling sign like last prep was horrendous and but if he comes out first first up and smashes it in like who knows like he's very old now this will definitely be his last prep surely they're looking for an everest slot he probably needs to win first up if he's even going to get a sniff at one like the last two years last three years actually he's been an automatic yet Mm -hmm. like he's been one of the first horses picked but now no one really wants to touch him with a bloody 12 foot rod (laughs) but he looked all right In the trial, the trial looked very good. So first up, that's going to be the big telltale sign if he can still hang or if it's time to go to the retirement barn, which I think he probably should have gone to this time last year. But they're pushing on with him, as they often do with geldings. But who knows how he goes. Um, Me, Amelia's Jewel. I think Amelia's Jewel, she's the talk of the WA town. She's going to come over east to see how she can hang with the big boys over in New South Wales and Victoria this is where the big boys play, okay? <laughs> she's good, but is she good enough to hang? I think maybe she'll win maybe one race, two max. But when it comes to the big ones, don't think she's going to have what it takes to win, you know, those golden eagles. If she goes to the Cox Plate, which, you know, is still on the table, they're not really looking at it, but it's still on the table. She goes there, I don't think she's good enough to be winning that yet. Like, But everyone's, you know, wrapped with her. Everyone says that she's flying in track work. And she's going to absolutely show the boys over here how it's done. But let's think back. How many WA horses actually come over here and are really successful? I could only think really of Arcadia Queen as one that sticks out as really successful. Everyone else sort of goes by the wayside. So I think, honestly, Amelia's Jewel, good in WA. She'll be no good over East. That's my big call going into spring. Fair enough. Okay, we'll head into the rundown now. But before we do that, shout out to our good friends at Dabble. Dabble, Aussie-owned bookie, absolutely changing the game of gambling in Australia. They take care of us and we take care of them. You can go into Dabble right now. If you click the link in the show notes or you click the link in our bio and any of our socials, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. And you can go into any of the designated banter channels where you can talk with like-minded punters and any bets that we put on throughout the AFL, NRL, soccer, basketball, and, of course, the racing, you name it, if we put a bet on You can copy it with the single click of a button just by clicking Copy Bet. Head to Dabble now, download it today, and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. All right, Ranwick, time for the rundown. Track report. It's going to be an interesting one to see how the weather pans out. Last two days, torrential downpour (laughs) leaves the track at a heavy eight currently. Sunny all day today, sunny all day tomorrow. This is recorded on a Wednesday night, by the way. So sunny on Wednesday, sunny on Thursday chance of up to one millimetre of rain on Friday, so a little bit of a sprinkle, but I mean considering it's already a bit wet and the cold temperatures, that could be all it takes to keep it in the soft range come race day. I'm betting it's going to be either a good four or a soft five. I can't see it still being soft seven, heavy eight as long as the rain stays away. And that really banks on some of the horses' chances come race day if it's in that soft to good range. It'll be a drying track on the day. There's not supposed to be any rain on race day plus the uh the the rail goes in the true position i believe yep rails in the true position for the entire circuit so honestly the racing should be as fair as fair every horse should get its go on race day but um i think if you're doing your own form look for horses that can potentially get it done in the dry and the wet just in case we pull up and it is that soft six seven heavy eight if you know the rain does come down harder than is predicted because the you know the weathermen often do get it wrong so just got to watch out for that. As we head into race one, the 1200 metre midway. Look, I'll be straight to the point here, punters. Uh, Nico, he's not here to really talk it up. I've got a voice recording from him later that he'll probably have his comments on it. But cheerful legend, he owns it and it's been going great guns since he owns it. Nick reckons he's been the one to turn its career around because it was <laughs> almost heading off to retirement before Nico got his hands on it and... It's uh, had a few very good runs at midway grade, including a very nice win. I think he'll sit just off them and thunder home for a win. Nine dollar fifty, three dollars fifty to place. I'm going each way on Cheerful Legend to kick off the spring carnival. Claire, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I'm not going with Nick on this one. Not Apologies. going with me? No. Um, I've gone with the number four, Vindication. Uh, it's currently at seven fifty a win. I don't know how much it's paying a place, but. He's been going well this prep with a win and a second and he just really likes this distance. So hopefully you can start my debut on the podcast with a bang. So what was that price? Seven dollars fifty a win. Seven
0: dollars fifty. Okay. Not often that I will go rougher than Claire. <laughs> so we've got a nine dollar fifty and a seven dollar fifty chance to kick off. Hopefully one of us snagged that in the midway. Uh we got race to the highway, eleven hundred meters. Capacity field. Highway's always the worst one to pick on the day. I really don't get around a highway. They're just 20 horses that really should be out in the country, but it's a good opportunity for them to get a win at city level, I guess. Um, look, I'm having a whack at the stumps here. $14 chance. Manzoni ran one excellently last start at Forbes, and just missed when he got too wide on the turn. That won't be the issue with the bigger track at Moranwick, I feel. Rachel King goes on board with a clean jump. She hopefully doesn't get shuffled all the way to the back from that first barrier and can just sit behind the chasing pack and be quickest all the way home. Did I say $14 chance? It's just gone out to $15. $15 to win $4.40 each way in the highway for me.
1: I've gone the same. You've gone the same. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Uh, Yeah, I basically, you've pretty much summed it up. (laughs)
0: Pretty much summed it up. That's good because honestly... Usually, when Nick and that, I go the same, yeah. they run good. So that's
1: and that good. never happens with you and me. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's even better <laughs> sign. All right, so it's not often that we agree. So Manzoni in the highway for both the mock and Miss Mock. Go race. All right, race three, twenty four hundred meters, Olympic Theater, Wangarhu, Double Cherry. They'll all most likely set the pace with this one going forward, and but honestly, I don't see any of them going all the way with it. Um, I respect Kirkaby. He is flying right now but the 62.5 kilo does scare me off him. I'll kick myself if he wins, but I just think that's too high of a weight to carry that far. Um, I'm going to go with Pacino, literally coming off two midweek 2,400 wins down in Victoria. And yes, this will be a lot harder, but the camp has booked J-Mac, which makes me think they're very confident in its chances. So I'm happy to have a stab at $6 to win, $2.20 each way on Pacino in the third.
1: Uh, For me, I've gone the number 11, Awesome Wonder. Currently at $6 a win, two twenty a place. Um, He's just been missing the top spot recently. He's ready to peak and hopefully she can just fly down the outside with this one. Tyler Schiller on board, so not that much to be carrying.
0: Lovely stuff. Very <laughs> much down in the weights for Awesome Wonder, was it? Yes. Lovely. Okay, race four, 1,600 metres. I'm only straight to the point with this one, punters. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I think Hollywood Hero is overs at $9. He was only half a length off Ivan's hero last start, who is the favourite in this race. So I have an idea, considering that he really challenges favourite, why he's kept the $9 price tag that he had last start as well. I think he should be much shorter. Didn't really get to control the pace last start, but he should get to do that here with his soft draw. He's drawn one of the inside barriers here. He should go right to the front, and I think it'll be hard to run down late. $9 to win, $3.30 each way. Hollywood hero for me in the fourth.
1: I'm liking your value this week. Just, just to good. put that out there. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen very often. I'm very proud of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've gone the five in this. I'm going to butcher the name. Um, Gracilis Styler. Yep. Uh, currently at $7.50 to win, $2.60 a place. Um, hasn't had much luck recently, if I'm being honest, but compared to how it usually goes around, like you wouldn't expect it. Um, one thing you will learn about me is that I love a grey horse. Loves like, a grey horse. If I parade. see a grey horse in the parade yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to put some money on it. Um, and yeah, just Huey back in Sydney, back in Australia.
0: He's off a really good Hong Kong Yeah,
1: um, I'm ready to see him come and smash this Saturday.
0: So, Gratia style for you. Yes. All right. Race five, 1,200 metres. Look, I'm... Sorry that you are commending me on my roughy picks because I'm about to go on a string (laughs) of favorites. Fair warning. I'm about to go on a string of absolute favoritism starting with extremely lucky ex South Australian Galloper now in the hands of Chris Waller. And he seems to have lofty goals for this horse because he's been sent out in group company during the trials. Both of his trials have been group trials. And in one of them, he split I am me and Fangirl, where he closed off really, really strongly uh, you know, not often that I get sucked in by trial form, but he's hooked me here. I'm going to trust it. I'm going to trust the trial form for now. feel like he's one of these horses punters that could come out, absolutely blitz them, or fall flat on his face and come dead last. And I'm happy to have a stab at him here. I'm really going to risk the fact that he could potentially fall on his face. I think it's going to be a blitzing for extremely lucky $2.90 to win for the field favorite. What are your thoughts, Claire?
1: I've got a black booker in this race, actually. Uh, Never go a race without backing one of my black bookers. His name is Argentia.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) This is a horse that Claire has tipped every time it starts, and I commend that because always back your black booker. But my goodness me, it has got to be one of the most out-of-form horses in the country. <laughs> but now that I've said that, I've probably mocked it. It's probably going to win. So what have you got to say about Argentia Claire?
1: Well, her last start was with the unfortunate incident with Big Parade. Oh, yes. So we can't really go off that one, but she was looking like – she came fourth in that one, actually. So she could come sizzling down the outside like she did in the olden days. Uh, she's currently at $10 to win and two sixty to place. Yeah, I really like her.
0: Fair enough. We go to race six, the James Squire Premier's Cup over 2,000 metres. Uh, look, this one's stacked with talent punters. I mean, Cleveland. His best will win this race, but I don't think that he has his best. Considering the fact that he bled internally in the Sydney Cup and came absolutely nowhere because he went and miss there, and he has coming here with a heavy weight, he hasn't had a trial. I don't think he's going to be fit enough, and I just don't trust him after that bleed. His best definitely wins it but I don't think he has his best efforts here, so I'd be staying away from Cleveland if I was you. Instead, I'm looking towards the King Frankles and the Faulkner Parks of the world. They're two horses that I love to bits, especially King Frankel. but the only reason I'm not going him is because he's drawn extremely wide, and that 2,000-meter start at Randwick is very tricky, especially when you're drawn wide. You're straight into a turn, so you need to get motoring very quickly if you need to get to the front, which King Frankel does. And he has a lot of speed drawn under him. So I think he's going to burn a lot of petrol trying to get to the front. Or he's going to be trapped wide. Either way, I don't think he has the prime setup to really control the pace like he usually does. Faulkner Park, however, is drawn right next to him. Also extremely wide. But he is a back marker. So he will happily jump and shuffle his way to the back. Find his spot. And then I think he's going to gun them all down in the straight. Dylan Gibbons going back on board's a huge plus for me. Uh, Zach Lloyd, last start in the prelude for this race. Absolutely butchered, it, I think. He waited far too long to get the um, get the engine going, and he just missed on the line. This horse has an absolute engine under the hood, and I think Dill Gibbons, he'll press the button at the right time, and he's going to whoosh past them all in a straight. So, again, favourite. I'm on the run of favourites. Mm-hmm. Faulkner Park, $2.60 to win in the Premier's Cup for Cashy. Claire?
1: Uh, I'm on the seven, Hosier. Hosier? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. Well... He's currently at six fifty to win, two thirty-five a place. Earlier today, when I was looking at him, he was at eight dollars fifty. So, I think the others are liking him as well. Um, he's been a bit up and down with this prep, but has proven himself at this distance. And I think he'll definitely enjoy the drop in weight with this one, with Jason Collar on board, fifty four point
0: five kilos. Definite chance to uh, rub it in Chris Waller's face here because he threw <laughs> this horse out said, no, no, not for me anymore, not good enough for my stable, and hasn't been really running strongly for the new stable, but, I mean, he's well-placed here, especially with that drop in weight, like you said. Yeah. Okay, we go to race seven now, 1,100 metres, straight to the point. Zugacha! (laughs) Despite the fact I think 1,100 could be slightly sharp for her. She has more class than most of this field put together, and I think J-Mac, he knows this horse inside and out. It loves Ranwick. I just think it's gonna jump, it's gonna find its spot around the two hundred metre mark, it'll make its case and it'll absolutely blow them away. Of course, it's a very talented field, but I think she sorry, I think sh Gotcha just has an extra length on this one. So three dollars eighty is zoo gotcha for me. What are your thoughts, Ms. Mock?
1: Uh, the number four, North Star Lass. Okay. She's gone out a little bit actually. She's currently at nine dollars a win, two fifty a place. Um, coming back from for the spring she's definitely looking like she's gonna be a nice little value bet for this race Um, she's got a good track record with Timmy Clark on her back as I said earlier one of my favorite jockeys Um, she's also had a lot of experience from her last prep I reckon she could get it done here
0: okay North Star last in the seventh for Claire we skip race eight that's the tip off Uh, race nine the 1200 meters Darley silver stakes Now, apart from the wing stakes, this is definitely the race of the day. And this is the one that I really want to unpack here because it is absolutely stacked with talent. Um, I'm really keen to see how some of these two-year-olds have progressed to three-year-olds. Zardozzi, beware the unbeaten filly for the Cummings camp. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good horse. She's absolutely blown them away in every start so far. But I think 1,200 is not really her distance. I think she's really going to be a 1,400, 1,600 type horse so 1200 meters oh, i'm gonna kick myself if it wins nine dollars it's a great price but i'm really banking on the fact that it's gonna love the longer distances here so i'm all over the horses that i know can run this distance it's the two waterhouse and bot fillies in the aqua colors Putnam jubilee and taramina taramina likely goes right to the front has a soft draw reggie bayless the information not the in- information the instructions will be to go straight to the front with him and – or with her, sorry, or him. Now that I'm on the spot, (laughs) I can't remember. But very talented – no, Philly. It is a girl. Very talented Philly. I saw her all the way back at the original juvenile trials back last September where I spotted Osmosis. Shout out to him. Love Mm -hmm. you, boy. Um, And she was really smart there, leading all the way for a trial victory there. Uh, She didn't really get to show her best foot in autumn. They waited till you know – the midweeks later on in the carnival she didn't really get to challenge for any of the big races and so while she hasn't beaten much she just she seems to be a smart sort of horse real jump lead kick win sort of filly she did that in her latest trial which was the quickest on the day quicker than the likes of cylinder who's a dollar 70 favorite down in victoria today in the victorian version of this race so i'm very keen to see tara mina at $15 to win. old oh, doggy. <laughs> so, Taramina for me.
1: Very nice. Um, I'm on the number five here, Kimochi. Uh He's at $10 to win, $3 a place as we stand. Um, her last few starts and trials have been pretty impressive. Like, she's never been out of the top three. Um, I just hope that she can keep these stats going because, you know, we don't want her to fall off the face of the earth here. But I reckon she's she can get it done.
0: All right, fair enough. As we go on to the last of the day, 1,200 metre benchmark quality race here. Straight to the point, Vavia, the Godolphin mare, I think wins this. She's recently been on a bit of a tear in Melbourne. She's been securing herself a nice double with a pair at Caulfield wins. And I think she can make it through on the trot here. $6.50 to win, $2.30 to place. Vavia to finish off Wink stakes day for Cashy.
1: Uh, Miss Mock's got another black booker. Go ahead. Um, Number 13, Tintooki. Uh, She's currently at $10 to win and $3 a place. Uh, My comment in my black book says that it needs 1,200 metres and she gets it here. She gets it here. She gets it here. So let's hope that I was correct with that statement and that she can prove me right. And not sure if she's going to run at Ramwick though. She's nominated both Ramwick and... That's
0: always an issue. I once had a day where about five of my tips (laughs) ended up racing elsewhere. Happens to the best of us.
1: Whichever one she's in, I'm hoping it's at Ramwick. Hopefully she'll
0: win. All right. Lovely stuff. As we head to the great tip-off, usually we have a bit of a sound effect here, Claire, but <laughs> producer Nick's over in Greece. Um, actually, no. No, no, no. I will play Nick's tips for you, ladies and gentlemen. He sent them to me. He wants them played. I'll make sure that he gets them. So I'll play them right now.
2: Hey is currently in Greece right now, almost finished my trip, but still got two more weeks left. Thank you Claire for filling in for me. Uh, just a couple of tips from me. Race 1, Chief of Legend, my horse running around, coming back into things. Hope, hopefully it goes really well first up. Not too sure how it will go, but always going to give it a tip. $10 and $2 for a place, not too bad for an H-way play. We head to Race 7, Zoo Gotcha. I think this horse is really good. I think it's paying about $3 at the moment. Um, Looks to be one of the better ones of the day So I reckon that's definitely a good one as well And then we head over to race 9 We go to Platinum Jubilee One of my favourite two-year-olds from last year Hopefully she can kick back on Saturday At $4.80 I'm backing her again And then this brings me to my best of the day Race 5, Kalina at $4 Great year last year I think it's going to be the best horse in this race Um, Jamie Carr hops on And yeah, we'll be ready for it Thanks guys Head over to the Wink Stakes um, For the tip off yeah, I'm going to go with Fangirl here. Ran really strong behind Adamo a couple times last spring. And, yeah, I think she can get it done now that is not here. Zaki seems to be the big danger, but Zaki's getting a bit old now. $4.40, all the win. J-Mac on board. I'm going to go with Fangirl.
0: All righty. All righty. Great minds think alike. Nick and I were quite often on the same horses, and he's picked a few of the same ones there. His best of the day, Kalino. Very interesting there, and he's gone fangirl in the tip-off. As we head there now, sorry for that little premature <laughs> head to the tip-off, but we head to the great tip-off. Claire alluded to it earlier. The great tip-off is a competition that we run every spring uh, for friends and family as well as followers of the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this right now on Thursday morning when it drops, you've still got time to sign up. Head to the link in the show notes and sign up now. It's a $20 entry. Essentially, you tip all of the feature races and Group 1 races across the New South Wales and Victorian Spring Carnival. Depending on where they finish in the race, you get a certain amount of points. Then, if you finish in the top three at the end, you get cash prize, which you take out of the pot. That's what the $20 entry goes to. Last year, the pot was over $1,200. We're nearing that now. We're hoping to break that record. It's the biggest pot we've ever had, and it should be a lot of fun. And Claire seems to think she's a shoo-in for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to be. She knows she's going <laughs> to win.
0: She's a group one goddess. She's very confident, but we'll get into it now. The Wink Stakes. My goodness gracious me. Let's just look at the field before we discuss any of the uh, facts, stats, and uh, who our tips are. You've got Think It Over returning for the first time in almost two years. Zaki, Mwanga, Arapaho, Francesco Guardi, Communist, Golden Mile, Ossipenko, Lindemann, Major Beal, Dewis, Montefilia, Fangirl, Going Global, Princess Grace, Hinged, King Colorado, Navajo Peak, and Attrition. My goodness, absolutely stacked. Some people don't think this should be a Group 1, but I say stuff them. Every horse, almost actually, you know, almost every horse in this field has either won a Group 1 or they are consistently running around in Group 1s. I only spot two or three there that aren't usual Group 1 performers. So if you don't think this should be a Group 1, stuff ya. Yeah. It always attracts a Fantastic field, was dominated by the likes of Winks, of course, used to be the Warwick Stakes, but you know, the fact that Winks won three years straight, they renamed it after her, then Very Elegant came on the scene, and then of course, Animo last year, it is a race where the best of the best go head to head, usually first up, as they head on to bigger and better things, it's an exciting race, I can't wait for it this weekend, but I've got a few key facts and stats that we need to know. (laughs) It's a new segment on the podcast. Shout out to the Cast Patrol boys because some would say that we've stolen it. I would like to say that it's inspired by them because it's very popular all over the socials. And, you know, of course, every good rider is a plagiarist in their own right. Cast Patrol boys do it with the NRL. Uh, I know a few of the footy pods do it with the AFL. A few of the soccer pods do it with them. I want to bring it to the racing world. We did it for the Stradbroke Handicap. The followers seem to love it. I'm going to do it now. So, here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick on the Wink Stakes. All right. This is considered a warm up group one. For many of the horses here, they come here first up, and 23 out of the last 30 winners have won the race when first up. 10 of the last 30 winners have been aged five years, and a horse. Older than nine has not won it in the last 30 editions. So think it over, and Zaki, watch out. They're the nine-year-olds this year. A nine-year-old horse has not won it in a very long time. Seven of the last 10 winners have come from barrier five or under, and no horse has won from a barrier wider than barrier 12 in the last 12 editions. This is usually a boys' race as Mayors have only won eight out of the last 30 editions, with three of those being Winks. And finally, favourites have a 43% win rate in the last 30 years. However, seven of the last 12 have come at outside odds, with the most rough being $31. So do not be scared of those roughies, as that has been the trend of late. All right, those are the key facts and stats out of the way. That's what we needed to know. We know that, you know, it's usually the younger horses that get it done. We know that usually if you draw on the inside, it's good, which is, you know, the case for most races, but don't draw brighter than barrier 12, apparently. And also it's not guaranteed that a favourite's going to win, even though they almost win every second edition, seven of the last 12 have been value chances, which is good news for you, Claire. So I want to know who do you think wins and why?
1: I'm on hinged here. For hinged. The big
0: one, yes. There you go. Value.
1: <laughs> she's always just there. Like she never fully gets it done, but it's her time. It's her time? Yeah. I reckon I she's. I love due. hinged.
0: I'd love to see yeah. it. I love yeah. hinged.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like everyone would agree. And I think and hinged
0: having, you know, the wet track that potentially could happen yeah. on race day. She loves the wet.
1: And some of your stats before. She's in barrier five. Ooh. She's five years old. Ooh. she's a female. She's not a favorite.
0: But she fits
1: fits some of them. She fits a bit of the criteria. She does
0: fit a bit of the criteria. Of course, at the end of the day, those key stats and facts, you're punting with your head and you want to read the form, it's all right. But if you want to follow the trends and follow the superstitions, Hinged might be the one for you.
1: It it kind of lines up for her, honestly, yeah.
0: Now, here's the horse if you want to follow your head, (laughs) Fangirl. All right, I am going to talk about how much I love Fangirl. She is prime for a massive spring. No more Animo means that Fangirl is in for a massive spring. She's $4.80 favorite of the field. I think she's going to get it done. The only thing that stops her is if it's a heavy track on the day. I know she's drawn wide, but she can get the job done. J-Mac should slot her in the pack and she'll burst out late as she always does. She is going to chase down them all, get her nose in front and win. She should be a five-time plus group one winner if Animo never existed He's off to retirement now. It's Fangirl's time. And I'm so confident, Claire, that Fangirl's going to have a big spring. I am willing to make a very big bet. (laughs) If Fangirl doesn't win a single big race this spring, this hair's coming off. I will shave my head. That's how confident I am, punters. Not this week, any week. If she She goes through all spring... Yeah, if she goes through all spring and doesn't win a single group one slash big feature, big money PVL race, I will shave my head. Fangirl's going to have a massive spring. I'm that confident. The hair comes off if Fangirl doesn't win. I don't
1: like that. You don't like that? Because <laughs> I don't think she's going
0: to win. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to win this week. I think she wins no, this but week.
1: Anyway. You don't
0: think she's going to win anything this spring? She'll be up there, but I don't know. If she you're is. joking. You're joking. <laughs>
1: Get ready for I'm very
0: off. much <laughs> willing to shave this hair off if <laughs> Fangirl doesn't have a good spring. She will have a good spring. I'm that confident. All right, before we head into our best bets and um, around the grounds tips, just going to shout out our good friends at Sippy. Sippy is our beer of choice in the spring carnival. Tastes like you're not going to work tomorrow. Makes you go, oh, I'm on every time you're. Take a sip of the lovely lager from Nicky Graham and Daniel Gorringe. If you can go to sippy.com.au to get your product today, make sure to check it out. Must be 18 plus, of course, and please drink responsibly. All right, around the grounds, Claire, have you found anything around the country away from Randwick?
1: Uh, I have found three, actually. All right,
0: tell us about them.
1: All right, well, all at Caulfield. Uh, in race seven, number one, ulanova Okay. Um, had a group one win in New Zealand last prep. So you can't say she's not up to this task. Uh, Mickey D is also one of my favorite jockeys. He's on board and yeah, he had a great spring last year. So I'm ready for them to collab for the win here.
0: All right. Lovely. Who else?
1: Uh, the next race, race eight, number five, she light. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, currently at $9.50 to win. Has won two from two in his last prep and does not look like he's ready to stop anytime soon. Um, I think that having him at $9.50 in this race is kind of overs. so he's a bit good bit of value here. All righty. And then my last one, race 10, number 10, Frankie Pino, one of my black bookers, of course. Uh, currently at $23. Um, yeah, I just reckon she'll get over the line at a decent price. Each way chance, maybe, but if you want to get some rough odds, I reckon, get on Frankie Pino here.
0: All right. I'm going to be at Corford as well. I've got three for the Melbourne track. Savannah Cloud, we back her every start, and rarely does she finish outside the trifecta. She is just so honest. Should put in a very solid race here at a staggering price of $9.50 and $2.90 to place each way on Savannah Cloud. Just have to be with Mr. Brightside. I know it's at even money, $2, but, I mean, I'm always not on him, and he'll win. <laughs> I will not be missing out on him this time. He's probably one of the most... Most reliable horses in the country. He's just always there. He is always there and abouts, and I'm never on him. So, I'm, like I said, I'm not missing out. Mr. Brightside, $2. I'm on him. Uh, and then, right you are, to finish off the date, Caulfield in the last. Uh, $7.50 to win, $2.80. Another stalwart of this around-the-ground segment who just runs his guts out every single time he's in. I'm happy with him despite the large weight that he has to carry. So that is three very honest horses for your Caulfield uh, race meeting that you should probably get a nice multi for. If you maybe go Mr. Brightside, win Savannah Cloud and write you out of place. Who knows? Could be a little bit of a cheeky play there. All right. Um, The best bet. Claire, Miss Mock, your best bet debut for the potty. (laughs) Anywhere around the country, if you could be having one bet, what would it be and why?
1: Well, I'm going to go with North Star Lass in race seven at Randwick. Mainly, like I said before, she's ready to bounce back after her last prep was a little bit unlucky. Yeah, she's just ready. She's and what ready. price is that? Oh, she's currently $8. $8. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. An $8 best bet. Oh, wait, bet. no, sorry. She's gone out to 9 just $9 now.
0: $9 best bet. She is really having a play here. You know, they always tell us every week that we're not rough enough with our best bets.
1: And well, we just go. tell
0: them, do you know what a best bet is? A best bet is meant to be a shorter odds horse. Like, you don't have to be... You know, if you want a nine dollar horse, it's your value bet of the day. That's not your best bet, but Claire has declared a nine dollar horse as her best bet of the day. Very interesting. Uh, I'm in the same race. Zoo Gotcha. Zoo Gotcha. Three dollars eighty. Should just outclass them.
1: <laughs> head to Quinella.
0: Maybe Quinella and punters, <laughs> but we're going head to head for our best bets. Nick's also on Zoo Gotcha, so it should be interesting.
1: You need you need some variation. Oh, well, Zoo Gotcha at
0: three dollars eighty is my best bet of the day. Claire goes for North Star, last in the same race at $9. Race 5, Nick Colino at $4.50. That is his best bet of the day at Randwick. They're all at Randwick, so if you want to have a play at Randwick, those are the horses to do it on. Uh, and then, of course, we can't go anywhere, Claire, without going through the Quaddy. This is the Quaddy potty. Uh, we're usually better at hitting these in spring. Autumn, we're usually pretty shocking. Um, but hopefully, without Nick here, maybe if you hit the quaddie, we could maybe get a regular segment for you.
1: Couple a
0: couple quaddy. A couple quaddy, <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. Race seven, we've got North Star Lass, Zoo Gotcha, Parasol, Queen of the Ball. Race eight, we've got Fangirl, Hinged, Zaki, Think It Over. Race nine, we've got Kimochi, Taramina, Platinum Jubilee, and Christilli. And then race 10, we've got Vavia, Tintuki, Time to Boogie, Pacific Ruby, and $50 of that gets you 19.5%, the stock standard, the mock quaddy, four horses in each race, 19.5% if you chuck your 50 on. And hopefully, it goes bang. It goes bang to start off the Spring Carnival, and hopefully a few at odds get up there, and it pays out a fortune. And we shout you a few beers on Saturday night because you landed the mock quaddy. All right, apart from that, it is time to go. Miss Mock, how have you enjoyed your podcast debut? It's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Do you think you'll be back? I hope so. Well, you'll have to be back next, next week. week. <laughs> Miss yeah. Mock will be back next week. Rain, hail or shine because Nick doesn't get back till the week after. He's very keen to uh, get back to all of you punters. But thank you for having – oh, no. I thank you for coming on. Not thank you for having me. You should be thanking me. Thank you for having me. Exactly. Thank you for coming on. You really got us out of a jam here. Miss Mock, you are, you know, the unofficial third member of the Mocks. Maybe, maybe. Some say it's Will Cashmore. Some say it's Miss Mock. But if you go good this week, it's definitely going to be Miss Mock.
1: Need to cement my place here. Yeah.
0: Need to cement your place as the third member of the Mock Sports. Yeah. You've only been a behind-the-scenes person now. Now you're in front <laughs> of the camera. <laughs> you're in front of the microphone. Do you think you're going to be able to – actually, you know what? Out of 10, 10 races, give us a number. How many winners do you think you're going to back? 10. 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> no, no, My goodness. I hope. Um, a solid 50% would be nice. You're going
0: to back half the card? Yeah. That's a big call. That is a big call. Yeah. Usually Nick and I collectively back half the card. We're very well known for going 50, maybe 60% of the card collectively. It's very rare that we see one person back half the card, but she's called her shot punters. If uh, she doesn't, you can come back and abuse her a little bit <laughs> next week. All right. So if you're still listening, make sure to give us a five star rating wherever you're listening. If it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Spotify, if it's SoundCloud, make sure to give us a five star rating, a like, a share, a subscribe. It really helps us grow. This is the year of the mock, after all. We've got some really exciting things coming this spring. We've got a few interviews coming up. We've definitely got a lot of social content. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at the mock sports on TikTok at, at the Mock Sports Pod because at the Mock Sports got banned. Mm-hmm. Thank you, TikTok. Um, follow us there. You'll get to see a lot of content coming out. If you're going to be at Ranwick on Saturday, make sure to keep your eyes out for myself and Miss Mock. We'll be there. We'll be walking around filming some content. I might even come up to you for a little bit of an interview because we'll be asking who everyone's on the big one. Maybe you'll get a chance to feature in some Mock content. So if you're at Ranwick keep an eye out for myself and Miss Mock. But apart from that, We'll see you next week and make sure to gamble responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead. Set a deposit limit. Good luck, punters. All right, that last little bit cut off, punters. Sorry about that. All I needed to say was that if you see it, come down, say hello. Good luck on the punt this week. We'll be back next week and make sure to gamble responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead. Set a deposit limit. Good luck. We'll see you next week.
2: Crone's getting a
0: split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside, and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore.
1: Crone draws clean out for Mizzy. It's a Queensland.